Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Let's be honest. Double header on Monday Night Football. But everybody is going to be reacting this morning and everybody was reacting last night to how bad the Dallas Cowboys looked in the first game of the Andy Dalton era. If Dak Prescott was watching this, and I'm sure he was uh, as he recovers from his surgery, I'm sure that he thought to himself, my goodness, I have got the best negotiating leverage in the history of mankind because I know it wasn't all Andy Dalton's fault and there was certainly a lot going awry in this game. But all of the shots of sad Cowboy fans that they kept showing during the course of the game, I mean, this is an atrocious football team. And at least for one week, what you saw was it felt to me like Dak Prescott had been holding this team together on the offensive side of the ball now their offensive line has fallen apart. The defense is just atrocious. This is a bad football team. And there are a lot of bad football teams right now in the NFC East. And prior to this game, I thought that the NFC East champ would have to get to eight wins and at a minimum would have to get to seven wins. I think it's possible that the NFC East champ goes six and ten. I really do. The Dallas Cowboys are sitting right now at two and four and I just think a lot of these bad NFC East teams are going to split and we're going to see a lot of mediocrity within the conference, even against each other. In other words, I don't think anybody's going to go 6-0 and in this conference, in this division, of uh, and be able to take control for that reason. But man, I, I just, I, watching that game last night, 
I just thought to myself over and over again, I, I don't know how many games the Cowboys are going to win. And it's crazy, but if you're a Washington football team fan or if you are a fan of, I, I mean, if you're a fan of the Eagles, if you're a fan of even the Giants, you're not that far out of first place. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are still in first place in this division at two and four. And if you're sitting around, and I believe I'm correct about this, Doug, you can let me know. I think the Giants are one and five. I haven't even paid that much attention to them, but they finally got a win. And, you know, if <laughs> what's crazy is if they had won that game against the Cowboys and they very easily could have won that game, they'd be in first place right now. And I think everybody's like, man, the Giants are awful this year. But the entirety of the NFC East is just an unmitigated disaster. It's a dumpster fire of epic proportions. And I don't know how many games the Cowboys win going forward because to me, if you look at what they have remaining on their schedule, I mean, you're talking about the 2-4 and four Dallas Cowboys, the 1-4-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles, and everybody made fun of the Eagles when they found a way to tie the Bengals, but they may end up winning the division over that tied game. The Giants are 1-5 and five, and Washington is 1-5. and five. And all of those teams are really bad. And, you know, to me, you look forward and think, okay, where are we going from here? First of all, where we're going is Thursday night football, which is the Giants and the Eagles. One in five against one, four and one. So whoever can win that football game will find themselves in somewhat decent position, crazily enough, in the NFC East. And of course, the wildest thing about all of this is that those teams get to host a home playoff game. So a home playoff game may not matter that much this year, considering many places may not have substantial crowds, probably most. But, I mean, you look at the Cowboys right now, they're 2-4, and four, and this is one of the worst losses in modern history for the Cowboys. I don't think there's any other way to put it, to have the Arizona Cardinals come into town. Credit to Kyler Murray getting to play back in the stadium that he's played a lot in as both a Big 12 quarterback with the uh, Oklahoma Sooners and also as a quarterback in Texas high school football. But the Cowboys go on the road against Washington. Then they go on the road against the Eagles. If you're a Cowboys fan, do you feel very good about winning both those games? No, I think you probably split. I mean, they'll be favored over Washington. It's probably roughly a pick I would think, against the Eagles. And then the Cowboys play the Steelers. Then they go on the road against the Vikings. I mean, this is an awful schedule, by and large, that the Cowboys are going to get to play. But I, I just, at sitting at 2-4, and four, I don't feel very good about them going you know, down the stretch run of the season any better than 5-5. Five and five. And so w- what's crazy is Andy Dalton gets a million dollars if he takes the Cowboys to the playoffs. And I think there's a pretty good chance he's going to get a million dollars and he might only have to go 7-9 and nine to do it. Uh, and uh, I mean, anyway, so the point is here, we got a lot of Cowboy fans who listen to this game. we got a big audience of people who listen to the podcast in Dallas. I wish I had something positive to say about Monday Night Football there, but I had absolutely nothing that I think is a really substantial takeaway other than you are awful. And I do think that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals played pretty well. But to me, the only thing the Cowboys have had going for them all season is their defense. And it just completely, I mean, sorry, their offense. And it just completely disappeared with Andy Dalton. And so uh, that's the big takeaway from the second Monday night football game. Uh, What I would say about the first Monday night football game is I think we have to recalibrate our expectations for the Bills. Now, I do think the Bills are going to win the AFC East because I think the Patriots are really bad. And I'm not buying in anymore to Cam Newton and everything going great for the Patriots as they sit at two and three. But the last two weeks for the Bills have been pretty bad. 
the Titans dominated them on a Tuesday, and then they had six days to get over that loss and get ready for the defending world champs to come to their house in Buffalo. And the Chiefs took complete control of that game and physically dominated the Bills and posted over 200 yards, I think, was the final total. Let me pull up the, the, uh, the, the box score in that game. But, I mean, it wasn't really ever a contest. And, the, uh, and the, the Chiefs felt like they were in... I felt like the Chiefs were in complete control of that game throughout. And so when you go look behind the numbers, I mean, look, the Chiefs won by nine points, not obviously a massive difference there. But when you look at the box score... The Chiefs went up and down the field all night. I mean, 466 total yards against 206 total yards. That's a pretty substantial difference. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets in the NFL in terms of yardage differential. And if you're sitting out there and you're like, okay, well, they've got Patrick Mahomes. What's wild is the Chiefs didn't even really use Patrick Mahomes, at least very much. Mahomes was great, 21 of 26, made plays when he needed to. But the Chiefs ran the ball 46 times for uh, 245 yards and so 46 times for 245 yards an average of over five yards per rush that's a physical domination and I think if you're a Buffalo fan taking a look at what's happened this was a team that prided itself on its defense and in the 4-0 run the defense became subservient to the offense and I think you also have to go back and look at the first couple of wins the Bills got, the Jets are awful. So beating the Jets by 10 really doesn't tell me anything. The Dolphins early in the season were not very great. So beating the Dolphins doesn't really tell me very much. The Rams have been good when they got to play the NFC East. They haven't been that great against anybody else. And uh, the, the Raiders, I would say, is the best win that the Bills have so far. But what's happened to them against the Titans got 42 hung on them and got beaten pretty outstandingly uh, uh, rough. And then the same thing is now happening with the uh, with the the Chiefs coming in and taking control of it. I mean, it's just an ugly, ugly situation. Not as ugly as all the Dallas Cowboy fans reacting in the crowds last night to uh, to Andy Dalton, but still really ugly for back-to-back weeks and so you start to look forward and you say okay maybe we feel pretty good about ourselves in the NFC East you get to play against the Jets that should be a guaranteed win and then from there you get to go against the Patriots you can almost take complete control of this division but then you got a lot of challenging teams still coming down the pike on that schedule and I'm just not sure that the Bills are what we thought they were I think they're good enough to hopefully be able to actually win a game in the playoffs for the first time since 1995 but I'm not sure anything else is going to be able to happen uh, and so those are the two big takeaways I would have in general and I have to tell you by the way uh, the one of the great things about having fans present is watching all of the Dallas Cowboy fans as they were like this is the most atrocious uh, performance that I have seen in in forever um, I, I just almost think we need to have a story up at OutKick with just all the Dallas Cowboy fan reactions. Dub, you were watching this game, and we're going to talk, by the way, for those of you out there wondering, Danny G's on vacation right now for a couple days. We're going to talk to him in the next segment about the Dodgers. But w- fan reaction shots are oftentimes really great when the team stinks. The Dallas Cowboy fan reaction shots were absolutely next level in this game. They were just kind of switching back and forth and alternating 
between Jerry Jones looking uncomfortable, between Mike McCarthy with his mask on, and then everybody else in the crowd. It's like the Dallas Cowboy fans were just throwing up their hands as they couldn't find a way to throw the ball into the end zone. They had one incompletion after another, even after all the penalties. And it was like when it finally, you know, you finally have the opportunity to score a touchdown, you got sort of that derisive cheer from the crowd where it's like, hey, all right, well, we finally got a touchdown. And even Andy Dalton looked disgusted at the whole process. But these were unbelievable reaction shots. Yeah, it was probably the best moments of the game because this was not a very competitive game, as we all know. Uh, some of my favorite shots, though, are of Mike McCarthy, and this happens every week. They they pan to Mike McCarthy, and he just he's just looking down, and he has his huge mask on. Yes, and he just looks like almost depressed. It, but it's like regardless of how the game's going, he looks so serious and sad and 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 angry at the same time. Every single shot that they show of Mike McCarthy, maybe it's the mask, maybe it's the big play call sheet, maybe it's the hat <laughs> down low, but every single shot of him is the exact same regardless of, of the week. Yeah, I mean, and Cowboy fans, I think justifiably so, have a reputation as being sort of bipolar, right? They win a game and they're like, oh, we're on our way to the Super Bowl. They lose a game and it's woe is me. I mean, I'm not sure there's any fan base that reacts more substantially to one game, but this felt like that on steroids last night and their performance uh, going up against uh, what was a fairly mediocre at least in expectation for the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are on the comeback trail to being a good team. They're not there yet, and the beatdown that they put on the Cowboys was uh, was unexpected in its excessiveness and in its and its severity. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Jay Glazer hanging out with us now to start off hour number three, as I told you he would be. Jay, I know you've watched a lot of Dallas Cowboy games over the years. Where does this rank in the Jerry Jones era in your mind in terms of about as low as it can get? I mean, I I don't know that I can remember the Cowboys being in a worse position than they are as we wake up on Tuesday morning right now. I've just never seen them hit by injuries the way they have. I mean, look, their strength is their offensive line. They have none left. Yeah. Now, then their strength is Jack Prescott. He goes down. Uh, for Zeke to be fumbling the way he does, their tight ends go down. The, the secondary goes down. Their linebackers go down. I mean, I've just never – I've never seen a team this hit, hit this hard by injuries this early on. And remember the lack of training camp they had also. So, you know, man, I don't have any answers for it. Um you know, normally you're looking and say, okay, it's, it, or the injuries uh, because they weren't able to train or the injuries were, you know, because they just came off the, the couch and, you know, too many guys were quarantined and they didn't do anything at all. I don't know. I don't really answer because I've never seen anything like it. 
so a lot of people said, hey, there's a really talented wide receiver core here. We got C.D. Lamb. We got Michael Gallup. We've got Amari Cooper. We saw the way the game ended with Andy Dalton coming in, throwing for a decent amount of yardage. He'll be able to step in. I think Jerry Jones basically made that argument as weekly radio show. And then the bottom fell out of this Cowboy offense. We already knew they had a bad defense. What happens now? I, man, I don't know. They've got it. They've got to. They have no choice because they're still atop the division. They can't just pack it up. They have no choice. And you know, they've got to now look at it and say, okay, look, this is this is what our offensive line is. Like, there's nothing we can do. Right, this is what the O line is. So, how are we going to adjust the offense for that? How are we going to make it quicker? It, it's you know, they're get Leighton Vanderas Van back for their defense. At least helps them with somebody who can call the defensive plays and, and get guys lined up. It's a little bit different, I think, if, if you know, in a couple of weeks in with it, but they're still even that. Man, they're just so banged up there. Um, and I think also if you look at it, we all thought the Cowboys had this great personnel, and I think they had a lot of names. I don't know how great the personnel really was at this point. Um, I do think Dak is – look, I don't know. You know right now we're still kind of in the um, – I know we're all saying it looks great, but we're still in the infection range. So you got to make sure he gets out of this. It's 10 to 14 days after the surgery to make sure he comes out with no infection because um, that's what, you know, Alex Smith, he got the infection. they got to go back in, take out the hardware, all that. As long as he's good, they still intend to make him their future quarterback. They, they think, and for Dak, Dak's already in there telling the other quarterbacks, like, hey, it's four to six months. I'm going to be back in three and a half. But, you know, they have no choice right now. But to sit there and go, okay, this is what our personnel is, and we've got to figure something else out. But they're basically playing with a second and third string offense against everybody else. We're talking with Jay Glazer, Fox NFL analyst, jack of all trades, master of breaking news. Who wins the NFC East now? You just said you can't go ahead and you know and, and throw everything in and say we're going to focus on next year. Somebody has to win this division. Who would you make the favorite, and yeah. how many games do they need to win to win it? Oh my God! Uh, like five? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's, it's, it's terrible, but that's why. Look, um, all of them have shown some sort of fight along the way, and you know Dallas did by some comebacks. Philly, even though they lost it to Baltimore this week, they showed some. Even though they're even more banged up, they're losing Zach Ertz now for you know looks like about a month. Um, Miles Sanders for a few weeks, and you know, but they have Carson Wentz. Right, so Carson now needs to put that team on his back somehow, some way. The Giants showed some fight, you know, against Washington. Washington showed fight, and it was early on, um, but I think Washington's still in the midst of trying to change culture there and establish what a, what a culture should be over there because they had such a bad football culture for so long. It's not going to happen for Ron Rivera in just you know a few weeks. So your answer, the answer to the question is, I, I mean. Any of them could take it. Somebody's going to have to step up in the last five weeks and take it. And, look, a lot of times, and this is why I don't like to do hot seat stories, because a lot of times we have, you know, first half of the season, everybody talks about somebody getting fired, and we have had time and time again, or and it even happened with Ron Rivera down in, in Carolina, then all of a sudden Riverboat Ron was born and they were reeled up a bunch, went to the, to the playoffs, went to the Super Bowl, and if these teams start taking their personality with about six weeks to go, one of these teams – with five, six weeks to go, is going to have to find their personality and realize, hey, this is a, we, we've got to step up above the rest of these guys because it's just such a weak division. Somebody has to. I don't know the answer to it. I would think the, the talent is probably Philly 
because of their quarterback. Um, but everybody in Philly needs to stop sulking about what they've become this year and, and you know, realize, hey, we still could be the king of the mountain over here. We're talking to Jay Glazer. Okay, when you look at the, uh, at the picture right now of the NFL, we're through week six. Everybody has played at least five games. One of the big topics is what's going to happen with the Bucks. They were phenomenal, particularly on the defensive um, side of the ball, yep. beating down the Packers. Do you think the Bucks should be considered where in the NFC right now? Should they be a considered a, a favorite with what they did the Packers? I know they're four and two, and the Packers are four and one, and I know certainly that the Seahawks are five and zero. Oh, but the Seahawks no. don't have a defense at all. the 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 Bucks to me look like a more complete team, and they've certainly got Brady, who you know most of the time. I know it didn't happen against uh, the Bears, but most of the time you get him the ball late and give him a chance to win, he can pull it off. You, you got to remember too, guys like Tom Brady, they are a creature of reps. They need reps, reps. Guys like you know him, Drew Brees, and we're looking at Drew like, why is he struggling? Those guys aren't just. They're not like the Russell Wilson. Hey, we're just so or Kyler Murray. We're just such athletic freaks, so we could do something. Those guys need reps. Have to reps. Have to reps. They need to kind of outwork everybody. And they didn't have that obviously in OTAs or mini camps or training camp or there's no preseason. So even as well as the Bucks are playing right now, we still have room to grow here with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. They, they have two different philosophies. Like Bruce likes to just man, he just he just wants to throw deep. He wants to gut you deep. That's what he cares about. He just wants to go, go, go. And Tom likes to kind of methodically gut you from the inside out. He wants to pick you apart underneath and inside, and then yeah, he'll take some shots downfield. So I think those two guys are even kind of still finding their group together. You know, Bruce saying, okay, we'll do some things that Tom likes over here, and we're going to hear, hear you out more on that. And Tom's saying, okay, I'm going to hear more Bruce what he likes out. And, and those guys still have a, a, a way to go to, to grow, which I think is scary for the NFC. That's, that's the long version for me of that's actually scary for the NFC. Um, and, but defensively, I, I know we all talked about their offense going into the season. We were all, like behind the scenes, we were talking about their defense. Now, now their defense is just going to be, under Todd Bowles, just going to be a handful for everybody else. Uh, I got a stat for you. Steelers 5-0, and Ravens 5-1, and Titans 5-0, and Chiefs five and one, Bears five and one, Seahawks five and zero. Oh. You ready for it? The NFC East five eighteen and one. Yep. I mean, it, yep. it, 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 it just. But, is, but, is but what you said though, all those teams, all those teams, they have their star players, right? The Steelers last this year now they're healthy, right? The Seahawks they're healthy, the Ravens they're healthy, uh, the Titans they've had their stars up, you know. But, they lost Tyler Lewan, but I mean they have their quarterback and their running back and you know their receivers and you know the NFC East has just been uh, decimated by injuries and uh, at least for the, the two teams that we thought would vie for, which is the Cowboys and the Eagles, the Steelers. Man, that's the team people need to worry about. Uh, all right, so Ryan Tannehill. We were talking about this uh, earlier in the week. Ryan Tannehill has arguably, since he got the starting job last season when the Titans were 2-4, and four, he's arguably been as good of a quarterback as there is in the NFL. Can you remember a reclamation project like this before where a guy has come off the basically dumpster, right? I mean, they, they, they found him when he had almost no value coming out of Miami, gets a $100 million contract. Is this going to change the way people think about franchise quarterbacks going forward? 
or is Tannehill just a tremendous outlier and there's almost never reclamation projects like this that are going to work going forward? No, that, that's why it, people always get, go after reclamation projects because coaches will always look at guys like, hey, I should turn them around. Yes. I'm the one who could do this. You know, that, that happens all the time. Um, so with a guy like Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill was brought in to back up, you know, Marcus Mariota. But the thing about Tannehill is that his last year in Miami, they thought he was about to shine and become a star. They yeah. absolutely loved him down there. It was like when he went down, they had the same, a similar reaction to how it was in Minnesota with Teddy Bridgewater. Loved Teddy up there. So both those guys. And look, for Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith is a name people make you to really uh, keep your ears out about. Um, he's the offensive coordinator for the Titans. He's done such a good job there with Tannehill and Derrick Henry also. And, uh, you know, kind of uh, when, when, when GMs or owners look to hire somebody, a lot of times we hear about them wanting to hire offensive coaches. Because a lot of times you hire a defensive coach and they have a good offensive coordinator, well, you'll lose that coordinator to head coaching opening in the next year or two. So if you can get an offensive minded head coach, then he's there for years and years and you have that offense. He's a name that should be considered after this year. Uh, as we look forward, we thought maybe the Bills at 4-0, and by the way, I agree with you, Arthur Smith. And to me, Arthur Smith calling the, the, the King Henry play there in overtime was just a guy feeling it play calling. I mean, they almost had 600 yards of offense. It's third and five. They put Derrick Henry into shotgun, and Vrabel said they were going to go for it on fourth down regardless. But, I mean, they just rammed it right yeah. in. And, uh, I yeah. mean, it was an incredible way to end that game. Uh, doubleheader Monday Night Football, we've talked a lot about the Cowboys. The Bills were sitting at 4-0, and and a lot of people were saying, man, Josh Allen, shadow MVP candidate. He's kind of hanging around out there. They go on the road Tuesday, kind of a weird week, get drubbed by the Titans. They have six days to think about it, six days to get better. They got the world champs coming to their place, Kansas City Chiefs, and they got drubbed again, and they got physically beaten. Sean McDermott probably not going to like giving up 250 yards rushing, but what's your take right now on the Bills, contender or pretender? No, contender. I think they would be really good. Look, they're running the world champs, and not only that, the Bills had to – have two game plans at the exact same time because they didn't know are we going to play who the they Titans? were playing. Yeah, are we going to play the Chiefs? When are we going to play them? And Sean McDermott, who who is a really defensive, he's a really phenomenal defensive mind. He was just like, hey, no gripes, we have to deal with. That's it. We got to deal with. And you know the coaches who um, who don't gripe about what's going on, just like, hey, this is our new normal, no problem. That's going to help your team out a lot. So, but it it's still in the end. I mean, think about it. You you have to you know split your time between two different game plans and two different teams, and you know I, I just think they went in there um, against the Chiefs. I mean, weather was terrible. That defensive uh, of the Chiefs really brought it at, at Allen. I just think he had a, a very off night, but I think he's going to be a stud for. I, I think he is going to be absolute stud. I'm I'm a big believer in him. And I'm a, I'm a buyer of uh, of the Bills definitely. We're here with Jay Glazer, Fox NFL analyst. Final question for you. How does the NFL resolve the season going forward? Right now, uh, they seem to have at least handled the COVID issues. Do they add another week to the end of the year? Uh, how do you think this thing shakes out schedule-wise for the NFL? I don't think they want to, but if they have to, they have it there. But that's why, like, 
look, the Panthers, right, they test positive Monday. One Panther does, and they immediately go, okay, let's shut down for two days. Let's just shut it down, keep everybody isolated, make sure this thing doesn't spread, and that everybody's safe to play on Sunday. And I think they're going to continue to do that. Even like, look, the Titans, the league kind of put it out a couple you know, weeks ago, like, oh, they're going to come down really hard. They and the players union both sent, you know, attorneys down there to interview and, and uh, find out, okay, why was there an outbreak with the Titans? What are these guys doing? And, you know, they turned around in the last two weeks, like, all right, we're not really dropping the hammer. We just, man, people just got to understand you can't get lax with this thing because it could spread real fast and we can't have that. So, you know, it's really going to be the responsibility of these teams to just continue to be, um, you know, over, they've got to almost be, be overprotective in, in order to really finish this season on time. Jay Glazer, we appreciate the time, my man. I uh, hope to talk to you again you, soon, man. and uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now by the man, the myth, the legend, as you hear the walk-up music, Taylor Swift playing melodically in the background. That is Petros Papadakis' walk-up music. We are here in the Geico Outkick Studios getting ready for, uh, for him. Petros, first of all, uh, the Dodgers began their quest to win the World Series tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. How much of a enjoyable experience was the three straight wins of the Dodgers at the expense of my poor 10-year-old son's Atlanta Braves, the team that has been adopted by the Travis family household? Yeah, I got a couple things to get to here. Uh, a, I understand the Travis family loving the Braves, or at least one of you guys, because the Braves, in, in so many ways, long before the Marlins or the Rays, which are going to be in the World Series, obviously, as they used to be the Devil Rays. Like yeah, long no, that was they, offensive, by the way. That was one of the first mascot names that had to be changed for offensiveness. Uh, it's the Devil. You know, yeah, right. I mean, scary. it's Devils. Devils are serious stuff. Yeah, Satan. Beelzebub. Yes. But but the, uh, the Braves are really the team of the South. I mean, you don't need me to tell you. You know, the whole TBS thing and Ted yep. Turner and... They were on nationally. Like, there's people in California that love the Braves. Just oh, yeah. They were, they were on. WTBS, you know, baby. Back in the day, you could always yeah. watch them on the Superstation. I remember hearing Harry Carey on WGN for the first time when I was homesick from school one day. And I was like, my God, this guy's drunk. This yeah. guy calling the game. I was like nine years old. And I yep. was right. Yes. Uh, it, it was amazing. So people love the Braves from all over the country because of that national deal. And they're a, they're a fun franchise. There's no doubt about it. And uh, it was a great series back and forth. And the Dodgers, you know, they got a 
a lot of pressure on them, a great deal of pressure, because they're just running on a blade. Nothing less than a World Series championship will satisfy the fan base. And they went down 3-1. So people were absolutely freaking out. We call it the Panic Brothers on our show, and we yes. play all the old car alarms from the 90s and try to frighten people. I believe you would call it fear porn. Yes. But I do. before I forget, I have to give you a shout-out. Uh, I was walking in my neighborhood, which, you know, it's an election year, so and there's a pandemic, so you just don't know what you're going to run into. No doubt. And, you know, every house has a different sign, you know, whether it's a local city thing or a council thing or a Trump sign or a Biden sign or yep. a science is real sign and, you know, just the hate does not live here sign or, yep. you know, giant American flag, military house. Like, it's just a minefield. Yes. And uh, a guy stopped me in the middle of the street uh, two days ago, and he said, uh, Petros, and I was like, oh, no, you know. <laughs> and he said, I sit in my car every morning, and I listen to you on Outkick with Clay Travis. Oh, my, name awesome. is, my name is Steve the Lawyer. And I was like, oh, my God. God bless you, Steve the Lawyer. And he was out there doing his own lawn like a real man, which yeah. I am not, obviously. And uh, I, I just had to say, and he was very, very impressed with you as a broadcaster. Clearly has great talent, uh, great, great eye for talent, Steve, the lawyer who, uh, who was shouting you out. I mean, I, I, I've always been impressed with Steve's acumen. Yeah, well, he had uh, some college-age daughters that came out, and one of them – uh, maybe a little, maybe graduated. One of them uh, from Michigan State. The other one, I don't remember which college. But you know, just uh, lovely people. And I thought that they were going to scream at me for not wearing a mask. Or, <laughs> you know, even though I try to stay away from people, but I just, you know, I'm a mouth breather, Clay, and it's yes. hard for me. Yes, uh, I wear a mask, you know, in the store and at work and all the places I'm supposed to. But. Uh, he didn't yell at me at all, and he didn't know anything about me other than OutKick, which was pretty great. This is funny that you mentioned that because, one, I mean, that's all – for what we do, I mean, we talk to a lot of people, but you know this, and a lot of people out there listening may not – there's not anybody around while we're talking, right? So, I mean, you know, conceptually, and I know you do your road show uh, every summer and it's wildly successful all over L.A. and you you guys are out and about. And it is fun to be able to do live shows. But a lot of what you do for radio, even though it's a public forum and event, is very not public, right? So it is yeah. always great to hear from people out there who are listening and, you know, you, you can meet them and they might recognize your voice or they recognize you and they feel like they're connected to you because you know we talk to them in their car we talk to them in their house while they're getting ready whatever it is and it's it's funny you mentioned that and it's always gratifying um joel uh, was on the show last week i think and he was like hey i was <laughs> he said you know i was going through lax getting ready for uh for going on the road to call a game and he said you know when i gave the guy my id and he looked at it he was like oh i know you i love the show and joel was like oh yeah which show and he's like oh you go on with clay travis i love listening to that early in the morning and joel was like you know i also call 
the Fox lead college football game, which millions of people watch. And he associated me not with that, but he recognized my name from the radio show. And you hear that, I'm sure, from guests and also from other people. And that anyway, that's just it's no one ever recognizes. No one ever recognizes me or talks to me. about They know your voice. I I remember when I first started doing radio. (laughs) That that was what I would get. That was that was surprising. Like you'd be in line at you know I don't know getting a hamburger or something, and when you walked up and they heard your voice, they're like, oh my god, you know, it's like an alarm bell goes off in their head because they're used to hearing you they may not recognize you necessarily there's two schools of thought you know uh, in the world of television you know people say and you do kind of daily tv and maybe you'll relate with this in the world of television they say that every day is just kind of a wash and you need to figure out big events and breaking news and if you can hit a home run in those two the other days just kind of go by the wayside i I've always felt like it was sort of the opposite in radio because the everyday is is people's lives. It's it's your accompaniment to whatever they're doing. And sometimes you have to say the same thing 20 times or play a sound drop five times because, you know, people miss it. You know, they're putting on their seatbelt. They're screaming at somebody in another car. They're, you know, running into the store and getting a slushie. Their their kids are yelling in the back seat and they're like, hey, shut up. I'm trying to hear this. You know, like, yes. So it's a very, and I I take your point, you know, I've done, I've, I've done radio now for, for 19 years and, and people, they have a, a personal relationship with you yes, uh, as, as the host, and they know you because it's kind of hard to hide who you are for three, four hours a day on the radio. If people listen to you every day, they actually know you really well. So it, it is an interesting thing. So I stood there and talked to that guy for like 25 minutes and was late to something and, and uh, wasn't very popular around here because of it. But uh, anyway, I wanted to tell you about Steve the Lawyer. Well, I appreciate that. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Dodgers of L.A. Um, they are now into the postseason. I know we've talked a lot about the Dodgers over the years on this show, and thanks to always coming, thanks you for always coming on uh, on Tuesdays. They've been close. Uh, they haven't been able to grab the proverbial brass ring of being able to win the World Series. They are big favorites in this series against the Rays. Does it feel like this is their year? I mean, the Mookie Betts plays three different spectacular catches. Cody Bellinger goes yard. I know he then threw his his shoulder out celebrating, which seems like one of the all-time meathead moves. Uh, If you knew you had a weak shoulder, maybe don't celebrate in that form or fashion. But it it just feels like their year now that they've come back from basically dead as a season. Yeah, and and we kind of talked about it. It's either win it all or everybody wants everybody fired. You yeah. can't imagine the rhetoric going on about Dave Roberts and Kershaw and Kenley Jansen. And Hey, it's, it's been a rocky road and, and Clayton, been a great- I mean, Clayton Kershaw, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but it like his career is so star crossed. It seemed like he was done for when they lost that game to go down three, one. And now he's starting tonight. Yeah. And it, it really is interesting, but, at the same time, it's sort of a movie we've seen before. We've seen this be the best team. We've seen them win eight straight division titles. We've seen a lot of great playoff heroics and ups and downs. And this year it feels more do or die than ever. But I agree with you. After seeing them come back from 3-1 and start to exploit a team – and get to their bullpen and 
capitalize on their mistakes that the Braves made many when you listen to the baseball experts, especially on the bases. No doubt. You start to have you start to have a lot of belief. And Mookie Betts, that's what everybody was saying when the playoffs uh, started. And it has been a long road for the Dodgers, and they are in a bubble. And I think you saw a lot of that emotion last night just from – the feeling of getting over the hump from the team, and I think they feel a tremendous amount of pressure, most of all Dave Roberts. And I think overall, after seeing that comeback and knowing that they're far and away supposed to be the best team in baseball this year, you you, you have to think optimistically. But this is the third World Series in four years that they've been to, and you know how the last two went uh, since yep. they were – since they've been on AM570 LA Sports, your Los Angeles affiliate. And everybody talks about 1988, and that being the last year, obviously, the Dodgers won a world championship. And that year, the Dodgers were a lot like the Rays, kind of an underdog, a scrappy team with a hardcore pitcher like Oral Hershiser as a leader. And the Everybody expected them to lose to the A's. Yeah, the A's were the Dodgers. I mean, the A's were the Bash brothers, Dennis Eckersley, Conseco, Mark McGuire. So it, it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition there. But I would imagine the Dodgers would be favored, and they'll all get skewered like Souflakia in Greece if they don't win it. <laughs> we're talking to Petros Papadakis, AM570 LA Sports, as he just mentioned, the Dodgers affiliate. So let's uh, let's dive into uh, to, to the big picture here. I love there being crowds present again. They're playing down in Arlington, Dallas area. Uh, you've talked about for a long time how you're looking forward to fans being able to be back in Chavez Ravine. The Dodgers are taking over this stadium. The, the cost for tickets have skyrocketed. There are probably people listening to us right now, maybe, uh, it wouldn't shock me at all, driving to LAX right now to get on an airplane to fly to Dallas so they can go watch the Dodgers play. They're not allowed to get in their car and drive across L.A., but they can drive to LAX, get on a plane. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? But the whole I don't know that there's going to be anybody who is a Rays fan in this stadium. It's all going to be Dodger fans. And uh, the parking lot at Chavez Ravine, which is ironically, well, maybe it's not irony, but it's still owned by Frank McCourt, the guy that baseball ran out of a job. Yes. The, uh, the ex-owner. It's the like Dodgers. the best business ever, right, for what he pays. I've been in that parking lot. Like, I mean, he's just making a mint on that. Yeah, you have to be a billy goat to move around it, and none of the numbers are sequential, but we love it for what it is. But they've set up like a drive-in theater out there. Yes, I saw that. It, yeah, that's one of the biggest parties in L.A. Going. That does sound pretty fun, actually. I mean, like, you know, if you if you have a you know kids especially or you're just looking for a cool social event, that does sound like a pretty fun idea. Yeah, and, you know, I know there were people giving away contests, not us, but there were people flying people out to Dallas and going out to the – to the NLCS. So, uh, you're that does seem right. kind of crazy, right? I mean, that you can get on a plane and go to Dallas and uh, and go to the game, but you can't drive in your car and go watch it in, uh, in the main Dodger Stadium. Well, it's just part of what, you know, this whole thing that we've been dealing yeah. with. You know, we're going to, I'm going to do a football game on Saturday night. And That's right. Uh, these coaches, it'll be San Jose State uh, hosting Air Force at 7.30 Pacific. Let's go, Clay. Stay up late for P. Uh, only till ten thirty your time. You'll be fine. Are you excited, uh, by the way, to get back in the in the booth like that? Yeah, I'm, that's my job, and yep. you know the kids are going to play, and it's my job to call the game and try to 
celebrate the kids and give them an honest call and enjoy college football for what it is. Try not to take myself too seriously. You know, that's our style. I'm going to do a bunch of Mountain West games, it seems, in the first couple weeks. I get to know a new conference, and I'm looking forward to it. I couldn't be more excited. I hope I pass my COVID test <laughs> at Fox. I know uh, that feeling. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, we're, we're getting started. But at the same time, like all of these coaches that I've talked to this week who've – and it's not their fault, but they've said things like, you know, well, we got to do what our – you know, what's best for the kids and health-wise, you know, if they were a coach at some other conference, they'd be saying something completely different. They'd be getting ready to play Middle Tennessee or something. You know how it is. So it's 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 interesting. Everybody kind of understands, and I think I've used this before, the regional rhetoric that's involved, that some things that go some places just don't go in others. I mean, you look at the game I'm doing. It's a Mountain West game. A lot of people might not have a bunch of interest in it, but San Jose State's been able to practice for 10 days. Yep. And they had to go off campus to practice for 10 days in a humble, humble state way up in the Redwoods, in the lost coast of California, because they're, like I am, uh, in one of the most locked down counties in the country up in the, the Santa, Santa Clara, San Jose area. Yep. So, and Air Force, they've been practicing every day since August. Yep. And they run an option. You know, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a tough, uh, and it's just, it's regional. And it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough balance, but I, I commend everybody for just picking up and, and dusting themselves off and, and getting after it, you know, whatever the incongruities are. Outstanding stuff as always, Petros Papadakis. We will talk to you next week. Hopefully the Dodgers will be making a serious run at uh, the first title since 88 by the time we talk next. Let's go Dodgers, Clay. I know you're excited about the boys in blue. Come on. I would like to see the Dodgers win it now that they've eliminated the Braves uh, because uh, I have met a lot of people who are uh, pretty fantastic in L.A. and everybody seems to root for the Dodgers, so I'd like for them to be happy. I really would. Uh, Appreciate the time, my man, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. City would be alive with pleasure. Like a Newport (laughs) cigarette. There you go. What a line. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.